Welcome to the Innovation Roundtable Insights Podcast. This episode was recorded at an Innovation Roundtable workshop hosted by P&G in Brussels in May 2017, where our colleague Leonard sat down with Uli Waltinger, head of the Machine Intelligence Group at Siemens, to talk about running internal hackathons. Uli delves into approaches for accelerating the implementation of innovative ideas, finding the optimal format, and solving potential challenges during the process. Uli also shares key learnings from the benefits and drawbacks of running hackathons within an organization. Uli, it's a pleasure to have you here in my little backstage studio. Thank you for your presentation and for the, the panel discussion that we've just seen. Maybe we just start the interview with you introducing yourself, um, what company you work for, what role you have at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a pleasure for being here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm from Siemens, corporate technology. So corporate technology is the research um, aspect um, of Siemens. So our business uh, units are our customers, and we provide research and technology um, for them. So for power generation, power services, energy management, building technologies, and healthcare, um, and so on, right? Um, digital factory obviously there. And in that, um, I'm leading a group called Machine Intelligence. So talented data scientists, deep learning experts, knowledge representation, knowledge learning aspects, all about machine learning in that. And in that, obviously, we have a high interest in exploring and facilitating technology to our business units and business real-world business problems. Now, you've, you've been giving us uh, quite interesting insights on your experience with hackathons and internal hackathons. Uh, and what, how do those hackathons fit into kind of the larger innovation framework uh, within Siemens? Obviously, it fit, right? Uh, we even changed our logo and name, right? Ingenuity for Life, right? So, entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship, um, speed of information, innovation. Um, is at the core and started from actually from the sea level down to the individual of 350,000 employees at Siemens, right? So this fits very well then. And in that um, speed of prototyping, MVPs, minimal viable products, right? Um, and, and moving faster to the market, right, is, uh, is in all of us, of the, of the Siemens, Siemens employees, and those kinds of initiatives, such as the hackathons, megatons, entrepreneurships, boot chips, boot camps, um, and, uh, and quick starter initiatives, um, are those kinds of instruments that very well works and aligns with the innovation uh, processes that um, our corporate um, guides us, right? You've been mentioning kind of different pillars within Siemens in your presentations, and now you've also been mentioning hackathons, megathons. Inventathons. There are a lot of uh, words out there and a lot of concepts. Um, how do you decide, kind of, okay, what do I want to accomplish, and what kind of format would fit well uh, for that? Yeah, yeah. I guess you can, you know, you can add um, ton <laughs> to any, you know, <laughs> as a suffix to any word. Um, whether it's technology centric or hackish more, you know, or driving or business models, right? The entire food chain, um, um, can be addressed or the, the, actually the entire life cycle, right? The product life cycle from creation, from design, 
from how to sell, um, um, how to deploy, um, how to improve, how to optimize, and stuff like that, right, can be attached to that. And therefore, I think that's this is uh, very appealing also to large corporates, right? It doesn't have to be necessarily on a technicity level. It can be also ideation process, right? Um, and in fact, um, I think most of the aspects currently on the format are pretty much down to digitalization, software development, maybe also in the, in the mister, um, with a mixture of bit of hardware from Raspberry Pis to, I don't know, hack the little gastrobine or at least aspects of that or a digital twin in that. The format is um, the, the most important aspects and should be tied um, to the actual problem. Um, you want to target out the crowd, right? If you have very specific problems to that, you want to rather having this in a concentrated manner. You can work with 20, uh, 24 hours, 72 hours. Uh, at the moment, uh, from the US side, it's a lot of 10 hours to, to showcase that and 10 days to, to get the first pilot ready. Right, it's even faster now getting right as the thirty days mentioned on, and you know or thirty uh, three months sorry ninety mm. days uh, mentioned before. So I think it accelerates even more. If you want to create business models, right, or opportunities, and say so like, um, how do we make money with digitalization? Currently, we spend only money, right? Um, I think twenty four hours is a hard thing, right, to work in, and also the setup of that you have talented data scientists in in those kinds of teams for that. You wanna maybe then choose rather boot camping, enabling sessions, mm-hmm. guiding, moderated, right? It's not about coding and developing an app, but it's more, you know, getting the first steps towards the startup culture and entrepreneurial thinking, right? What kind of innovations are you looking at uh, when you run those hackathons? Is it more incremental improvements of some sort? Or is it really like the yeah, radical or disruptive uh, innovations that, that you are targeting? Uh, I, I also said it in a talk, right? Disruptive is a hard, it's a pretty big, huge word, right? I, um, it's, uh, we, don't, we, we do have disruption, right? <laughs> but um, the assumption that there, there comes the outcome of a hackathon of initiative is disruptive just by 20 hours um, might be not the right perspective. Um, to incru- improve incrementally products might be also a good approach, right? To bring it to the next level, um, especially, right? Optimizing products is something the German folks love, right? Optimizing until the last, you know, bits and pieces are squeezed out of the product to optimize that. Um, but it's also surprising, and I would put the disruptive more in surprising about new directions um, in the creativity of how to have a different view on a certain product, on a certain market, on a certain solution. And I think from all those aspects I've seen and participated in the hackathons, it's more new perspectives than incrementally improving a specific uh, product. Now, generally, when talking innovation, there's always that discussion of technology push versus you know, user pull or market pull. Um, if you look at the hackathon, how much of technology focus is there and how much of kind of user focus is there and understanding users uh, within those 
within those kind of short amount of time? Um, you will you will find always both sides of story. One's one teams that just exploring technology in which direction, how can we push that? How we can expand that? What can we do? You know, um, examples are I guess I don't know what does virtual reality to our products. Mm. How much is augmented reality aspects bringing the service business into push? How can we um, how can we use existing infrastructure from app APIs uh, utilities um, to to pr- bring new approaches there? Um, and yes, and on the other side here. Yeah, um, there's kind of the users. Um, uh, and and the other side, it. exactly. And, and then the other side, you have um, from our side, the users um, are the, um, the are the business units. Mm-hmm. And for that, it's you know, for inner hackathons or corporate wide hackathons, it's most importantly to, to have them participating in the teams mm-hmm. as well. And this, I think, has the most because in the end, um, the business units need to drive the innovation further, right? Mm-hmm. The stimulus, the first idea, the first steps can be done in, in a team. And if they are participating and have the direct feedback to that, not only because of their domain knowledge and domain know-how, they can directly um, um, stake in and put in, in, the, in the, during the 24, 72 hours, right? But also saying, that, hey, this is interesting. I learned a lot and I can take it to the next level, right? And say, well, customer-centric um, is and problem centric are I guess the um, you know the vital aspects for for successful teams right and third you always need to present your ideas after the hackathons in front of the jury it means like you have some need to have a, some sense of notion um, that the management sitting in the jury the business unit sitting in the jury the customer sits in the jury right saying um, to sell them. Right to present it the right way, to communicate the right way, um, that means uh, customer-centric development is obviously on the core. How are teams assembled for this uh, for those hackathons? Are they kind of applying or participating as teams, or are you putting them together? Is there a system to do that, or how does it work? So um, from from all the hackathons, it's mostly there is a core team. Two, three folks, friends, colleagues, um, know each other somehow, um, getting together, having an idea, forming a team, or presenting directly a team. Uh, we have um, we have internal social network where the communication starts. We ha- we have used such as a task market called somebody can propose an idea, and then members can onboard and say like, hey, I like the idea, I would like to join in, right? And therefore, but in fact, it's mostly that um, the core aspects are directly met and proposing. Let's form up to a team, and then um, two to three uh, onboarding from either in a virtual setup, which is always pretty hard, right? It's challenging communications, um, country borders, time zones, different aspects mm-hmm. of that. Um, but it happens also too, and then working concentrated together. Um, we we saw that you know the the big one the Siemens Hackathon days right we had Vienna in there we had Nuremberg uh, uh, we had Munich there and we had Princeton there right time zone of six roughly six hours mm-hmm. so but it's, it was done individual paced um, 
how how is it you know deciding the scope uh, in the beginning on planning of it and you had a quite a nice slide uh, up uh, on the you know uh, on the screen and on the board like what was it really you have to think about what do you say is kind of uh, important to uh, manage uh, kind of the whole complexity of putting it up and what are the most important things where to start actually um Think first um, what happens after, then you're puzzled, and then you start over again. And saying, um, think about in first place and second place then, is it internal or external? Do I want to have external folks participating? Because this limits some aspects. How is IP handled, right? Mm -hmm. How can I access? Which location is it? Stuff like that. So internal and, and or external um, The second one is, uh, the third one is, um, think about um, the, the size. Is it really specific to a certain problem? So you need just experts, maybe selected experts yeah. on that. Or you say, it's like, I, I want to have the, the folks' creativity and want to have that as a source of, of the, the stakes in there um, and their scaling out there. And then, Similar um, to, as I said, like is is like organizing, you know, a rock festival a weekend long, right? You need make sure you have to. It doesn't have to be, you know, luxury, but you need to have the logistics, right? Mm -hmm. Right? Is the room there? Is the internet con con connectivity there? Where do we go to toilet? Right? Getting the pizzas, right? How do they actually team up? Do they have some time um, and tables to, so they can peer up? Who's sitting in my jury, right? Who assesses actually then the criteria? What are the prices? Maybe some gadgets, right? And then again, coming to point one, thinking about what, what is the winner team? What, uh, what makes it out, right? The, the winning team and what happens after that? And organization can be really, really done very efficiently and very fast. Um, that's like where the biggest was always between two and three months. Is you, you can make that race with a good sufficient social media coverage, and so on. So think about it as your own hackathon to make the hackathon, right? Mm. <laughs> you can do that. What criteria does the, the jury then use to evaluate uh, the different proposals and how, how transparent is this uh, decision in the end? Um, two sides of, of, of the metal, right? The f uh, one thing, uh, closed, closed problems like prediction, accuracy, Harsh KPIs can be attached to that. You know, mm. who classifies the images the best? You know, who predicts the, the highest output? Whatever, right? In those kinds of API. These are rare, but very specific cameras. They're like the winner team. There's even then the task board, right? You say you, the people can submit or the groups can submit their results, mm. their current, you know, position and see them live in a live scoring system, maybe, you know, how they are and which teams are better and stuff like that. So that makes it pretty pacey and entertaining during a weekend, for instance, right? Because they can submit and say, oh, now we have two, we have a small gap and we can run for that. Mm. So in the, in the end, it's then more on the jury, um, to saying, hey, for, I don't know, um, best, best um, and, and interested approach, you know, some extra prizes. In open, it's not that easy and it's also not that easy. In, in most cases, a jury um, is compiled three to five folks um, from business, from sales, from techni, 
um, assess in by the you know different levels of of KPIs: creativity, relevancy, technology, creativity, surprisingly, and stuff like that. Those kinds of aspects, which are you know a bit of also the flavor, right? Of of the one or other member of the jury and who is, has more stakes in there mm. and not. Usually it works best if the solution is business-driven and clearly showable, demoable, mm. and uh, has saying, hey, this is, this is how we can make money or this is how I can vision it that I have it on my mobile phone. I can install the app and stuff like that. That helps uh, most of the cases. In the panel... Um, you guys have been discussing a bit of incentives and there was the money issue in terms of incentives, external and internal and all of that. How would you describe your experiences with uh, what drives those people to turn up on a weekend and participate in a hackathon? Yeah, they are, from my perspective, they are intrinsically motivated. So it's not, it's not about the cash. It's not about the prices. It's, it's nice. It's good. It's also good to have at the end of you know, exhausting 24 hours something to hold on. It's just a goodie, right? And uh, it mentioned Raspberry Pis. It's cheap. It's for geeks. It's nice thing, right? And um, installed, and that that helps a lot. Most of the feedback uh, I receive is that um, they enjoyed the, the coming out of of their daily job, having a focus set, having an exchange. A bit more relaxed, even though intense, but more relaxed environment to focus on a specific problem is a much higher reward than saying, oh, if we succeed, we win a thousand K, right? It, it's different, a bit different to external um, hackathons because um, um, the most talented students in these hackathons do do that, you know, in spending a weekend in a lab, in a corporate or in a university, it has to return something, not just gadget. I have the feeling that they are more focused saying, okay, at least a nice gadget and a bit of money would be actually pretty nice. So it, sh it shouldn't stop on, on that level if you go external. If you go internal, it's more about giving the transparency and uh, allowing them to work after that. So giving them time which maybe then in the end is money, right? Now, hackathons, they are kind of used in very different areas. Um, one area and is really pure software, and you can have a lot of iterations and build something quite quickly. Now you work at Siemens, and Siemens is, uh, has some heavy machinery and, and hardware as well. How do you see that uh, those kind of the physics meet data analytics and... Uh, like like big hardware installed base uh, equipment more or less, uh, or like hardware meets software in any in any case. And how do you how does that work in a hackathon um, environment with like having and have you experienced that and having like these hardware installed equipment um, issues in the equation? Um, yes, I think there's. Um First of all, we have, we are undergoing a transformation, obviously, to a digital company. And that means like software centric, data analytics centric, digital products centric. So it's not always hardware and bad, uh, and equipped with that. Second, we have fantastic hardware, but 
partly they are humongous, huge, right? Uh, to get a gas turbine SGT down there is a pretty <laughs> hard thing to, you know, for having done. And that's why uh, most of the teams, even though they're product-centric, and we, we talked about, you know, sound analysis of correct parts, um, stuff like that, they're, they're coming and the essence of the actual product, even though um, the actual product may be not there or is a so-called digital twin, will be there, right, in, in terms of sensory mm-hmm. um, information or VR um, um, to, to get in there, there to visualize that. Um, and second one, um, the, the people and the teams are pretty creative um, setting up the same hardware infrastructure um, speaking on, I don't know, PLC and controllers, which are low-resource um, products, right? So you almost have no hard drive storage. Mm. You almost have no memory, right? What these guys showed is, for instance, they tried to um, they connected various Raspberry Pis in a similar setup to showcase how neural networks and deep learning aspects can scale out even on those kinds of hardware as a prototype, how this can run on our assets, right? How do you train such a, you know, such huge neural networks on, on those low efficiency products, right? And therefore, um, it is good and always good to have the real products there. But for some also logistics levels, it can be hard, right, to, to have that. How, what would you describe as being the main challenges that you faced in running hackathons uh, in a, at Siemens and in, at, especially on gen, more generally in a, in a corporate? Um, and, and what are your key learnings from this? Uh, the main challenge, um, the main challenge is um, that you you're, you're triggering um, an innovative momentum by the employees mm. um, which lasts only for 48 hours stuff like that which um, which the, the colleagues and the folks would like to continue mm. and so you, you you create something and you try to convince um, the folks to participate and to drive that and keep the pace and the momentum during those hours uh, on a high level and with entertaining program with facilitation and stuff like that but in the end, it's um, it's going back to the old processes, right? And um, that makes it, I, I guess, for some folks, a bit of frustrated coming back then to the you know to the process, old processes, um, in getting back to their own work. While the momentum was pretty right. The second is that just from organization perspective, um, it's process driven, right? Getting. I don't know, food ordered. How do you get the gadgets without compliance stuff and stuff like a silly, simple stuff? It's, um, it's, it's a bit challenging. And we're also as a, as an organizer, you get, you need to a bit of, you know, be not frustrated or stuff like that. Just go through the individual process steps to get the ordering and stuff like that through. And. I think we're also in a, in a, in the current momentum, you know, transformation that it might be not always 24 hours impact, but if we truly want to transform our cooperation and also our business a bit to individual, you know, um, speedboats, um, maneuvering through the business jungle there, um, I think it's, it's not a one time PR thing, but a continuous process, how to enable and give 
the colleagues a, vo a voice uh, and this on a continuous level and making sure that after that there is enough time to work on that right last last question Uli uh, why has uh, why ha have hackathons why haven't they been around before they have been right haven't in co in the corporate world yeah they, they have been right okay, they have, have been yeah. I, I think they have have been around um, I don't know but it's uh, at the moment it's it's uh, pure driven by speed of innovation mm. this is the main momentum it has arrived on a sea level right it has arrived on the the management board that they say like this is interesting this I participate even right or at least I visit it right mm. Um, and this has changed because of the speed of technology and the enabling technology and um, the fields also of the business has changed. Um, and by now, and we've heard, right, um, all the, the big markets, Facebook, you know, buying, buying startups, Google buying, you know, YouTube, it's all WhatsApp and stuff like that. These, um, these opportunities, they bought high value billions of money, right? Um, These were not, you know, 30 years old companies with a thousand people attached to that. Most of the high values acquisition in the last 10 years were between 20 and 40 guys, right? Billions worth them and acquired. And I think here the mindset sh shifted, right? Business models are created differently. Working with customers um, works different from, now, from today's and, you know, the last five, 10 years. And, and so is technology, right? The technology that we have, enabling technology, allows, you know, to perform even in some cases superhuman performance, right? Um, and it's, it's not, you know, the niche player in research, but it's um, with the open source, open momentum, right? And very, comp uh, very competences in the university and, and new grades, right? These are highly attractive for, for corporates, especially large corporates. And therefore, these momentums in, in Hackathon, bringing them together, open innovation aspects, inner innovation aspects, bringing new ideas somehow to clients and um, is somehow the momentum, I think, also the C-level um, acknowledged very much. And that's why it pushes and supports that also in the C-level level. Uli, thank you very much for that pleasant conversation, for your presentation and for, for your panel. Uh... It was my honor. It was my pleasure. Thanks, Leonard. Thanks. The video version of this podcast can be accessed via innovationroundtable.online. The Innovation Roundtable online network is your portal to a wide variety of exclusive content, including video presentations, interviews, insights reports, and articles. Not only that, innovationroundtable.online is also a place where you can connect with other corporate innovators, share experiences, request collaborations, and gain inspiration from your peers. Our network is exclusively for innovation practitioners and large firms, so visit innovationroundtable.online to discover more and request your seven-day free trial account.